Why do companies release new products? What's the key to a successful launch? And how do leaders approach these critical decisions to guide their organization in the right direction? To find out, on today's episode, we'll be discussing the release of Jotform's biggest product launch of the year, Jotform Sign, with none other than our founder and CEO himself, Eidekin Talk. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to Momentum, a podcast by Jotform, where we talk about the technology, productivity tips, insights, and best practices that help us move forward in business and in life. Let's get started. All right. Welcome, everyone. We are here for the second time with Jotform's founder and CEO, Eidekin Tonk. Eidekin, uh, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here again. Thank you, Elliot. It's great to be on this show. It's great. Um, I want to dive right in because at the time we're recording this, um, the week that we're recording this, we're launching one of our biggest product releases ever in Jotform Sign. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what makes this product so important for Jotform and for users? Sure. So uh, we always see our job as, um, you know, completing the journey for our users. And the journey starts with a form. Um, people start, uh, you know, creating forms on Jotform. And then when that form is filled, other things uh, start happening, like, you know, emails, like document generation, and like, you know, data reporting, you know, automation uh, related features like approvals. And um, all these things are happening. And we didn't just came up with that idea like from day one, like uh, Jotform has been around for 16 years. So we just started with forms. And then we discovered that it's it's actually a journey and the forms are just the beginning. And if we just uh, listen to our users and and um, you know, find out what they are doing, and we do that a lot. Like we interview our users, mm-hmm. we find out like lots of uh, different pieces of the puzzle, and um, and it turned out like one of the pieces that was missing on this journey uh, was actually uh, e-signatures, mm-hmm. and uh, people were using Jotform uh, for for some some forms for for some form types that actually required signatures. And we actually had this uh, e-signature field on our forms, and they, uh, people were using that a lot. And um, they were also generating um, documents using our, our PDF editor feature. And all those things uh, came together, and uh, that's that's how uh, we we decided. Okay, this is a you know, this is a good uh, product for Jotform users. And uh, we did a better better period as well, and um, you know, people loved the uh, new product. Um, that's why this this is a really uh, important release for us. Yeah, I like what you said about puzzle pieces. Forms are just the first piece of the puzzle, but there are so many aspects and dimensions after someone collects data about what they do with it. And we already have a, a, a signature widget, but this builds on that so much more. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, can you go back a little bit and tell us when did you decide Jotform Sign was something we needed to bring to market? Like, how long has this been in process and what led to that initial decision that we needed to do this? I think the first time we thought about it was uh, 2018. 2018. A long time ago. And and the reason was we already had this um, 
as as you mentioned, we already had this like uh, signature field in our forms, mm -hmm. and um, but these signature fields are not uh, kind of um, you know completely um, compliant to the like legal requirements of e-signatures. Mm -hmm. So it's just uh, like a signature field where you can uh, people can draw on it and uh, you can put it on your forms. It actually works like, uh, but people needed more, uh, you know, formal, better e-signature products. And when we saw that like 10% of our uh, active users were actually using the, the signature field and uh, when we see all these forms that actually has the signature fields on them, we thought, okay, we have to do a better job. Like we have to, you know, make sure that we have a, you know, this digital certificates, we have a like um, audit history, we have all the features that are required for a uh, more formal, uh, more legally binding e-signature product. And that's how we started working on this product. And uh, it's been a journey and, uh, you know, uh, we, we did a beta program for a long time. So, you know, sometimes when we launch products, people are like, okay, I've been using this product for a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we say, okay, you were in the beta program <laughs> and that's why you were using it. And it's really important for us because it's just, it's a learning opportunity because um, we, when we release a product, we want, we want it to be good. And we release it to like, you know, 1% of our users and then we get feedback from them. And, and we increase those uh, percentage of users who mm -hmm. have the better version. And uh, that's how we make sure that we have a good product. Right. Yeah. People might not realize when they eventually see a product or a product launch that that has been tested for often months up until that point in the beta program. And so we've optimized and tweaked it and made it uh, as good as we can. And that is pretty, pretty staggering to think that 10% of all our forms have a yeah. signature widget on them. 10% of all our active all forms. Our millions and millions have of forms. Signature so obviously a very... Uh, important product to, to bring to market from, from that perspective. Um, I'm curious, from, from your standpoint and perspective as you know, founder and CEO of a successful SaaS technology company, um, how do you decide what new product or initiative to invest resources into next? Because there, there are so many options. Obviously, we have a great engineering and development team, uh, so many things we could build. But how do you decide, this is going to be the next big thing, this is what I'm going to invest years of future resources into? How do you make that yeah. decision? The one thing we have at Jotform is we, ha we have this focus and people have been asking, okay, are we going to do another product? Like, you know, okay, Jotform is great product. Hey, why don't we make another product? Like, you know, completely mm -hmm. different product, like as a company. Um, but I feel like if we do that, uh, we, we are kind of losing the opportunity to, to advance uh, our existing product and we, we might lose the, you know, our focus and we, we might actually, you know, if we give uh, best of our, you know, ideas to the, to the only product we have, we have, you know, we, and we have a responsibility to 70 million Jotform users who are using the product and, you know, they, they expect us to advance the product, improve the, renew the product all the time. And that's what we have been doing during the 16 years. We didn't just, you know, went uh, and just created a completely new product. What we are doing is like, we are creating products like Jotform Sign that are actually complementary mm -hmm. to the existing uh, Jotform product so that it, it completes the product. And, uh, and when we look at our users, when we look at our customers, 
we see we, we still find lots of uh, needs and uh, that's how we you know discover uh, new ideas and there's just so many like there's the ocean of new ideas that we always have so there's no problem with finding ideas the the, the, the big the biggest uh, problem is deciding like which idea or like which product uh, would work best like which feature we should work on next and there's always a resource issue like you know we have limited resources so you know we have you know product teams um, and like how many you know which product teams we can you know uh, dedicate to which product and like what can we work on next and to decide that we actually look at the existing uh, usage we interview our uh, users. We have a user research team who will just, you know, go out and interview our users, see their needs. We look at the numbers, like, you know, mm -hmm. that's how, like, e-signature just from sign. Um, we we looked at people who were, you know, using signature field. We were surprised, like, how can, like, you know, yeah. It turns out, like, we were actually a signature product. Like, we we were an e-signature uh, company, and we didn't know it <laughs> just until we looked yeah. at the numbers. And once we looked at that, uh, those numbers, okay, we need to do this better. Like we cannot just do this like a, with a single widget. We have to, you know, put resources into this and do a good job. And we have so many, you know, upcoming great products and great ideas. It usually takes like many years to for a product like just from sign to be completed. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, we make sure that we do a good job at this. And soon we have another launch, uh, so you know I'm not going to talk about it okay, because we, we always here. we don't want to we don't want to give it away uh, right. beforehand because it's just we love that excitement we love the launches and you know those ex excitement uh, we have during the launches and uh, we do a good job at uh, launching products and I love it it's just uh, best times of the. Uh, best time for me uh, doing the launches, product launches. It's incredible. Yeah. You have all, all the teams come together. So many different people work on launches and, and the products and the marketing around it. Uh, it's it's incredible to unite. We're here at Jotformers Week right now. We have what, 450 employees, over 26 countries. It's it's truly uh, amazing and, and humbling to be here for that. Uh, but I like what you said about our products are customer-led. We listen to our customers first and foremost. And the the allocation of resources, like you mentioned, because because we're a bootstrap company still, we don't have all the VC funding to, to throw to hire a bunch of new people to do this thing, that thing. Uh, we have to be very selective about what we do um, and knowing that our focus is on forms and, and building out from that. So I think that philosophy has helped us significantly uh, with our with our products. Um, so. Let's go a little bit further on the process now. So you've decided, okay, Jotform Sign as an example is a product that you're bringing to market. Once you decide, uh, you know, we're going to bring this to market. It's going to be years down the road, but this is what we're going to do. Um, how do you begin that process? Like, what does the journey look like? What, what are the first steps? How do you even begin starting a product as as intensive as Jotform Sign? That's a lot, that's also a lot of fun. Um, so. Once we decide, okay, we are we are going to build this product, like, like product like just from sign. What we do is like we decide, like what's the biggest uh, issues with this new product? Like what what are the biggest problems we need to solve, and uh, and what kind of product this will be? Like what's the what's going to be the positioning of this product? Like what will it mean for our existing users? 
And also, what would it mean for people who never use JotForm? Like, can we also make a product that both answers uh, existing JotForm users and new, new, uh, you know, new, it can you know, bring us more new users as well. Yeah. I think that's, that's important to note because a lot of people think that positioning comes after a product is made, but you're thinking about positioning right at the very beginning, which I think is a really important distinction uh, that companies should, should note. Yeah. Um, so right away you're, you're thinking about the positioning and then, then what happens next? How do you mm -hmm. assign people to do it? Like how yeah. does the ball yeah. unfold? Exactly. I mean, when we are actually do, uh, deciding on the positioning, um, we have to decide early on, because if we decide early on, we can actually uh, build out all the capabilities that is actually needed for positioning. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, Jotform Science positioning is like, a, it's the best automation product if you need e-signatures. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you need automation and uh, with your e-signatures, you know, there are like over 400 e-signature products on the market. And uh, we, we thought about it like, okay, what's the best, like what's our, you know, best angle? Uh, you know, what, what makes Jotform sign so different mm -hmm. uh, compared to the other, other products? And what made it so different was actually it had, it came with Jotform. Mm -hmm. So it came with Jotform's all these capabilities, like Jotform's form builder, Jotform's like, customizable email features, automation features, uh, like, you know, conditional logic uh, features. And, you know, we had uh, approvals, PDF document generation, you know, we have all these, you know, inbox and tables features. Uh, we have all these kind of, uh, you know, different kind of features and they actually complement uh, existing, um, you know, uh, and if, if you add them to an uh, e-signature product, mm -hmm. that just becomes like a huge automation product. And um, that's what we solve. And then, okay, if this is gonna be really good at automation, you know, what, what should we uh, build uh, so that, you know, we really, we really uh, you know, deliver on our promise. And that's why it's important to, you know, start with the positioning, um, mm -hmm. even in, in the early days. But, but then we decide like, what's the biggest problems? What, what's the biggest issues we need to solve? Like, what's the biggest challenge we need to solve? And uh, we, we find out the, that challenge. And then from there, uh, we actually start doing like internal week long hackathons. Mm -hmm. um, so we have the first one are, the first ones are usual design hackathons. So we have like, you know, 10 product designers. They will just spend a week and uh, we are going to give them like really tough problems like, you know, how can we, you know, how can a you know, PDF signature product can be simple and easy because all the products on the market is just very clunky and yes. they are very cluttered, uh, they are very confusing. <clears throat> how can we, you know, create a user experience that actually, you know, uh, passes them like, you know, leapfrog them. And that's, that's, kind of, that's a good example to like uh, the design week and then our designers they just, you know, they, they look at other products, they come up with new ideas. Mm -hmm. And then the, what happens is that like, it's, it's very magical because out of 10 designers, one of them will really solve it. Like, it's just mm -hmm. gonna be like, everyone knows like the winner of the design week like, when we watch all the uh, design week. It's just, well, you know, that, and it's it, always, it. it's not always the same person, yeah. but it's just, you know, that competition. And I learned from that competition, those ideas from uh, Apple's like, 
for example, books like uh, you know creative selection uh, about like how the apple works, mm-hmm. and they always have these competitions, and it's kind of brutal because in their cases. You know, they're actually, they're not just spending one week, they're spending like, you know, six months. Right. And like, if there are like 10 teams who are working on the same idea, nine of them are going to be like, you know, their ideas are going to be thrown out. Right. It's brutal, but it works. Like they create the best products in the world. Okay. Um, so after the design weeks, we start on more like more engineering, engineering challenges and engineering challenges require uh, what we call hack weeks, uh, which is very similar to design weeks, like, like a week long, uh, engineering hackathons and in these cases they are solving more like a, you know engineering challenges like how can we you know for example find where to put the, you know e-signature like fields automatically mm-hmm. so the user doesn't have to uh, you know find them things like that and uh, those are also very you know creative uh, those are also helping us with the uh, with uh, you know finding the best solutions but once we solve all the big problems because we want to start with the big rocks like once you put the big rocks, it's easier to just put like, you know, yeah, smaller rocks and it gets, you know, easier. You don't want to start with the small rocks and then, you know, try to put the big rocks right. on top and of it them. It doesn't work as well. After that, it's just a single product team takes over. And after we, you know, we have a handle on like the big problems and the architecture of the product, a single product team, uh, and they will take like, in, in the example of Jotform Sign, I think it took them like one and a half years. One and a half. They years. just had to like it's just a grinding work, like mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, we have the demo days. Every day they saw like their advancement. Like you know, we implemented this, we added this, we tried this, we had to go back and redo this. And uh, but it's good. I mean, it's it's how you create good products, and just it takes them a long time. And uh, they continuously improve their ideas. They release the MVP. They get to the MVP. Which, is, which means like minimum viable product. And it's just minimum version that we can give it to users. We can start the better program so we can start getting feedback. Because without users, we don't know if we are doing something that's worthwhile. Right. Just, you know, uh, sometimes people cannot use it. Like it's just, they don't understand it. It's just too complex, too confusing. You have to, you know, do those better programs and usability testing and all those things, interviewing better users, and that's how we get to a good product. And it's, it's so much fun. Ah. Can I ask, uh, we're, we're in October as we're recording this and launching Sign. When did the first beta product for Sign come out? I think it was uh, beginning of this year. Okay, so many months ago. Yeah, many okay. months ago. So that's that, that's such an interesting process, like the, the hackathon, the hack weeks, and then just giving it to a team where they are working on it, and then you know every demo day um, they're giving updates on it. It really breeds. It sounds like an environment of accountability. Like during the hack weeks, your idea might not be be used, but you you're still presenting it. You still have a lot of effort and pride behind that, and you're holding yourself and everyone around you accountable who are also working so hard. And only one idea can maybe be chosen, but at the same time, it breeds that environment where I think people can be really proud of the blood, sweat, and tears that they yeah. put into, into a product. I mean, we care about accountability, but we also allow for failure. Like, mm-hmm. we allow people to fail. And like design weeks, hack weeks, uh, or like, you know, taking a lo- giving a product team the ownership uh, and these teams are like cross-functional, like so there's a, there's a designer, there are like backend developer, front-end developer, there's a product manager, there are user researchers sometimes, uh, there are like, you know, UI developers, and the designer is constantly working with the team and mm-hmm. 
they're constantly trying different things and you know there's nothing wrong with going to the wrong direction trying things yeah. and getting feedback from users and then decide okay this doesn't work let's go to some other direction mm -hmm. and that's its own version of accountability right having to kind of suck that up and move in a new direction just to make sure you have the best product uh, at the end of the day what are usually you talked about how you identify what are the biggest issues you have to solve um, generally when you are in the middle of a product launch and you're working on this new product what are what are some common like challenges that you face during that is it often like do you often have to pivot entirely if you get different direction or do you start a product they're like, this isn't just working as we imagined. What are some of the biggest pitfalls that sometimes encounter with a product launch? Um, we, we try to stay flexible. I think that's, that's really important. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we will usually say, okay, hey, we are gonna, probably going to launch this on six, September 2022, let's say. Like you have an idea. Yeah. And then, but then we say, okay, we have this really big challenge that's actually one of the reasons we don't announce our products beforehand. Like, right. usually it's always a surprise, like when we release yes. something. Yes. And it actually makes it much more fun. It's like a yeah. surprise. Yeah. But it also gives us flexibility. Like, otherwise, if you tell people, okay, hey, just from uh, customers, you know, we are going to release this feature on this date. And now, like, we have to push ourselves. Maybe we'll, we'll not do a good job. Maybe we'll, we'll have to cut too much corners. Mm -hmm. So this like flexibility is good for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have the flexibility, you know, if there's a big problem, hey, let's, let's postpone this, you know, one month, two months. And uh, that's, that's, that usually happens and we postpone things and it's a good thing, I don't, you know. And it's also good for the, you know, morale or the, you know, uh, the motivation of the team. Like, you know, they don't get like, oh my God, we are in a death ma match. Yeah. And so, uh, because of that, the launches are actually, you know, it's, they're not that stressful. They are, they are more fun. Um, of course, at the last minute, there are some stresses because, oh, you know, usually, okay, last minute, okay, we forgot to do this. You know, we remember something, right. but uh, so close to the finish we are more organized now. Like, I remember, like, you know, maybe 10 years ago when we did a launch, I did everything myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but now, like, you know, there are actually dedicated people who just, who, who are just preparing for the launches. Like, uh, so it, they do, and they do it. They do a really good job, yeah. and um, and um, the challenges with the launches are, I think the, the the biggest the biggest one is making sure that we have a good we have a good positioning, and we can actually um, communicate that well uh, to our users mm -hmm. and to the outside world. So we just, you know, we are, and you guys actually did, uh, the marketing team actually yes. did like uh, their own hackathons as well. Like we contributed. Even the taglines are just coming out from, you know, mm -hmm. uh, being decided on those uh, hackathons as well. And, uh, and just finding the right positioning, making sure that we can communicate it well. Uh, I think those things are important because we release something people don't understand, okay, what is this? Like, even the name of the product is really important. Mm -hmm. Like, it communicates the value for the product. And uh, if we can, you know, communicate it well, and uh, it's not just the words, it's also like the screenshots and mm -hmm. the pictures. Visuals. And all those things we put on, on our product pages, and mm -hmm. uh, we have to do them well. And when we do them well, you know, we can see from the numbers, people start using the product right away. And people are excited about it, and just it makes it 
was happy. It's incredible. Yeah, the, the, the satisfaction that comes from the harmony of the, the marketing team working with the, the developers and the designers and the engineers and every everyone that works so hard on a product to, to finally be able to release it and everything's packaged together and you can you can have so much pride over that. It's uh, it's it's awe inspiring. Um, and, and I really like what you said about being flexible with launch. I, I know that there have been some reports in, in news about, you know, like the video game industry, et cetera, who have a, a harsh deadline. You hear about crunch weeks and crunch time and they're sleeping at the office and it's stressful and terrible work environments. Um, I've definitely read some articles on that. So I am glad that uh, we have a better culture in that way. And it's okay to, to punt it a little bit um, just to make sure we have happy employees and, and a good product. So I like that a lot. Um, I was curious, you're obviously the founder and CEO. At this point, you said, I think you said like 10 years ago, you were still working on the product. Uh, at this point, how involved are you with the development itself? Are you actually helping like develop and encode it? Are you just sort of thinking from a broad, uh, holistic view at this point? Uh, what's your involvement now as CEO of a company of 450 people with the product launches themselves? I mean, I loved working on the product in the past, but at this point, there's just no time for me to yes. work on the product. Um, my position is more like, you know, I feel like I'm in this like really high place and I can actually see everything because I'm meeting with all these people, uh, all these different, you know, departments in the company. And my job is to make sure that um, they have the good direction. Like we are actually working on what we, set out for like we are we have good uh, decisions and we are going in the direction that that's going to help our users the most and also make sure that people are communicating well with each other like I'm talking to someone and then I'm talking to someone else and I can see that okay they are not you know they, they are not aware of each other and they have good ideas but you know they are not they, they need to get together or, or maybe I'll just communicate them the idea. So I'm kind of, you know, um, just seeing what, what it, everything happening and then uh, trying to contribute best to make sure that everyone is in the same place and we are going to the right direction together. And um, unfortunately, no time for like coding. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I try to do that. Uh, like. At some point, like I was sometimes like, you know, feeling like, okay, I have the rush, I need to write some mm -hmm. code. And I would start and someone would ask something, you know, it just, you know, and, and once you start, stop doing those like developments uh, for a while, it's just, it's hard to get in the zone. Yeah. So it, it yeah, yeah, at some point I gave up, like, yeah. you know, at this point I'm not writing any more code, but I, I don't see myself as like just a developer. I also saw myself as a product person. Mm -hmm. And like making a good product, like making a product people love and use, that's just the most important thing for me. And it, it even comes before like being a technical or developer person. Mm -hmm. And that's how, who I was when I started Jotform like uh, many, many years ago. So I feel like I still have that. Mm -hmm. And I, start, I still try to keep that by just, you know, giving feedback our, to our teams, uh, to our products. And you know, talking about the product uh, all the time with our team, and just you know, sometimes it's just easier to be like as the company grows, it's just easier to just see it as like you know, we are managing things, we are managing money or you know, people, 
but it's actually um, we are a product company, mm-hmm. and I always remind myself that we are a product company. Product comes first, and we make sure that uh, we create, we make a good product, and we continue to uh, renew ourselves and make our products better and better uh, all the time. Right, and I imagine that was a that must have been a pretty significant transition for you going from a developer to this entirely different skill set which you have to implement now as overseeing everything and I imagine being a developer helps because you can be fluent in what they're actually doing um, but how, how was that transition for you did you just kind of learn that as you went um, how did you go from point a to point b where you are now yeah the good thing is uh, I had a lot of time yes <laughs> 16, 16 years. years yeah I mean so, and it's, it's just very slow and gradual. Um, the first year it was only me, and then I hired my first employee, second year, second employee, no. third year. It's just so uh, slow that it's just, um, you know, I, I gained the experience on the way. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a journey. We see JotForm as a journey that starts with forms, and then we help uh, our users to complete all the necessary things to accomplish what they need to accomplish. And Jotform is also, as a company, a journey. Yes. You know, we are not here to, you know, get an investment, you know, do an exit and all that. Like we just, uh, I, I was a bootstrapper mm-hmm. uh, and we never received an investment and it just stayed Incredible. that way. It just, we don't have to worry about those kind of things. And this allows us to just do things right, the right way. We don't have to like rush and we don't have to hire so many people at once. We don't have to like optimize our business, like just try to get more money from our customers, like do all kinds of tricks. We just, uh, we can take the long, mm-hmm. long road. And this is, this is what makes Jotform different. If you compare to the, you know, our competitors, uh, you know, we are a bootstrap company and we, we have this long road and we continue to improve our product. And that's what we are gonna do. And, uh, you know, we have a bright, brighter future. Yes, uh, we were talking the other day and you, you mentioned uh, exactly that, looking at the long term. Like you first thought of Jotform Sign four or five years ago. And as we continue to, to pave our way and grow slow, but grow the, the right way and releasing the right products, um, it's, a, it's a promising future indeed. Um, is there anything related to, to Jotform Sign or, or product launches in general that you feel we, we didn't cover here that's worth bringing up? Um, about Chatform Sign, I really believe that we have something here. Like, it's not just, I mean, we definitely have something here because our users are all using the signature mm-hmm. field and they need uh, e-signature so- solution, a formal e-signature solution. But it's not, not only that. Like, when we launched uh, just like two days ago and we see that people are, are actually uh, just coming to, for Chatform Sign. So, um, I, you know, I have this view that uh, Jotform Sign is going to be a successful product by itself, like even without Jotform. Uh, what makes it successful is actually Jotform because it has all the Jotform's mm-hmm. power behind it. But by itself, just by itself, because it's a good, elegant solution. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good product. We did a really good job here. And there are just so many hundreds of products in the market. But I haven't seen a you know really good product, and Jotform Sign is a really good e-signature product. I think we did a good job, and that that that's because we have we see ourselves as a product company, and we invest in in our product, 
and our team, our product team, and that that shows in our product uh, as well in, in job from sign as well, and um, and on the related features like PDF document generation. Uh, Jotform's users have been using that for many, many years, so we have the experience to do, do a good job. So I feel like we, because of our experience in very related fields, we were able to create a really good product, and uh, I'm really excited about Jotform Science. Yeah. I am excited as well. Uh, this launch has been amazing. Uh, it's it's great to be able to come together and celebrate this as a team, as a company. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on the show today and talk a little bit about thank it. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you.